What's going on, Valencia Real Podcast family? My name is Jonathan Jones. So we're about to go into part three of being black in America. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode where we discussed all the things pertaining to George Floyd's murder. It's been crazy, the things that have been going on in the culture today. And we really want to take the time to kind of unravel all these things and talk about it. So we want to keep the conversation going. So what I want you to do right now is head over to YouTube and check us out on Valencia Real Podcast, put it in the search box, and you can go down to the comment section, right? and say whatever you need to say, whether you agree with what we're saying or whether you disagree with what we're saying, we want to hear from you. So go right now, stop whatever you're doing and go check out our YouTube page. I hope to see you there. But right now we're gonna dive right into part three of being black in America. I love you guys, God bless you. Did y'all see this post that says, uh, it's very simple, dear white people, your black colleagues are not okay. Yeah. I want to talk about that. I know we, we need to wrap up. I want to talk about that too, because I think that was the that I'm very usually calm and collect, even when mm-hmm. doing these things, and try to be rational. Um, I'm really and I, I mean, and I'm saying this that even despite me being angry, despite I'm a big a big proponent of justice. This is which is why I, I literally believe if we follow the the way the law, if we follow law is the way it's written, and if we really do those things like it's possible. It is a fair process. And I taught this for a while to students. Do you know how much evidence you have to have to convict somebody? Like, do you know how much evidence you use when it's done correctly? I'm not talking, if we take race out, let's just take race out if we could for a reason, for, for a second. The level of the way that the I system is created, the much is evidence to even arrest somebody probable cause. Then you have to go before a grand jury and you have to present enough evidence to even indict the person for a charge, which means we have enough evidence to say he could have done this. Make sense? So it's like, it's pretty much like two drawers. You know, uh, thanks, Tony. We have enough evidence to say we he could have done this. Now we're going to put him on a real trial. And then you have to go through the trial and then there's all these appeals built in. You know, to lock somebody up if, when it's done correctly takes so much time and and it is it is a level of fairness when it's done now america does not do it correctly period we do not do it race is a central fact central cause of almost everything we do without the system but i myself am a, 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 a firm believer in the process just do of due process when it's done right so i'm saying to say is like when i initially see it, i just said just arrest them lock him up i like i got the video in my mind he's guilty i don't see any how he can't be guilty in my mind that's at best second degree murder because second degree murder is when you are committing one of you're committing a a a, um a felony and someone dies during the felony the felony would be assault he's assaulting this guy and the guy dies during that assault that's second degree murder period that's second degree murder and so that's what i see but this man, the same way I want them to give us a fair trial, give this man a fair trial, period. Which is why I get so mad about not about not having a swift election, going back to John's point. And I can't stand this dude. This dude, on one way or another, he's not getting a fair trial. Either he's going to get off. Or at this point, like, you, like John said, let this fool get off. This city going to go crazy. This country going to go crazy again and so and if that happens either way he's not getting a fair trial which is you, you see where i'm going either way he's not getting a fair trial 
which is why I was so mad about the non-swift arrest. Because when you arrest this guy based off the facts, it already sprinkles seeds of fairness. Period. I'm impartial. I don't care that he was a cop. I don't care that he was white. I got a video of somebody being killed. I'm going to arrest him and give this, let the process weed itself out. But because I have all, all these outside factors into it, like John said, John Berber, good point. If they do not convict this guy, this we're going to have some major problems. Yeah. So now the fair trial is done in any, in any capacity. And as a black person, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't really care. Somebody need to bite the bullet. I don't care. That's how I feel. And I shouldn't feel like that, but that's how I feel. I don't care. So it's, it's about time. And and with that being said, if we had more convictions, if if the George Zimmerman was convicted, if the people who married to Mary Rice were convicted, then we wouldn't even be here. If you all just did the shit y'all were supposed to do in the first place, yeah. we wouldn't have to keep doing this every single year. Right. Every single year. So yeah. I'm like, I just believe we should, we should. We, so the question is, how do we fix it? We have to put people in power who are impartial. And unfortunately, America doesn't want to hear it. That means you gotta put people of color in places. Yeah. You 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 gotta get more people, you gotta so, get more the right people of color. I, Tony, I agree. That this needs to look different. Mm -hmm. And if that I hate to be in, to say this when you say right person, let me say Tony, I I know what you're saying. We, this is why what's name is pushing for Biden so so pushing for Biden to put a black woman on his ticket. He already agreed to a woman, which is him trying to you know bridge bridge the diversity gap. Let me get the first woman vice president. But Charlemagne and other people saying no, let it be a black woman because we need them up there. We need it ain't just police officers. We need more black lawyers. We need more black judges. We need more black you know like. Clerks, we need more black. Everybody, as far as this, the whole judicial process, we need more minorities, Asians, Hispanics, blacks, all of it. But all if that, you're all telling that is, me but T, all of that is with the with the the guys or the thought process that these individuals are going to not placate to uh, whiteness in those spaces. Right. Like, like we're, we're, you're making great points, but the right. bottom line is, if I get to those high elect areas and I'm just so happy to be there. And I just want to stay there. I don't say the hard things. I don't say the necessary things. I want to keep my job. I want to keep my money flowing. I I want to you, keep my. I want to keep my elitist uh, element. You know what I'm saying? I'm in this higher <laughs> demographic now. So like, I got to keep this uh, situation happening. It doesn't. You don't stay in those environments when you're the one speaking to 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 the cause. Yes, that's it, but you know, if it's not balanced, it needs to be balanced. You can't just get put one against twenty. We need a. a a heavily influx to balance that out. When are we going to talk from a realistic stance? Because we, we already right. know that's not happening. We already know what we need. We all we all know what it and needs to not, look like. That ain't happening. Watch this. That's why it's not. Everything else is not going to work. I Period. I I don't. So, so please so, tell me what else. So so I'm a I'm a huge proponent into community. I believe that uh, the issue is, in my opinion, that. The reason these things can happen so easily and so freely is because we've stayed segregated amongst our communities. So like all of us are black, all of them are white, and it's always black against white. 
people don't care about what happens to other cultures or other people until they know things, know the person that like know someone like that person. You know what I'm saying? So if I, yeah, I mean, I don't even really have white friends like that, honestly, truthfully. Yeah. So like, but if I had a white friend or had a bunch of white friends and it, I felt the hurt of that community because they're in my circle or my sphere of influence, then I start to make different decisions in my, in my outpouring of my life based off of my friend circle, but my friend circle black. So I'm a be for black people. But if I had a friend circle that was of different ethnicities and communities and I'm like, oh, man, this is a very disproportionate situation that happened to you and I, it shouldn't happen to you. And, that, and I'm looking to the left and the right. And that's my circle. Then when I make decisions, if I'm in these positions and in these spaces, I make them based off of my community. The issue is community. I'm trying to tell you if, if and it's I, more realistic that because think about it. Anyone that gets if I get put on. Let's say they're like, John, you're a great communicator, speaker, whatever. We're going to put you on a podcast. And I, you think I'm going to be like, oh, let's have new co podcast members? No. I'm bringing my circle to the to that new higher development and situation. I'm bringing Terrence. I'm bringing Tony. I'm bringing Mike. Because those are the people I already know and have I'm in community with and in this space, in this circle. I take people with me when I go. That's what Jay-Z does. That's what some other artists do. They take the people that they, they know they work with, that they gel with, that that's in their community and helps them thrive well. They go into those other communities and they say, okay, well, you want me, then you need to have them as well. So I, I agree with that, John. The only thing I, I, I want you to, to shape it, shape it bit, a little bit differently because what, the reason why I'm, I'm part of me that disagreeing is that that's – me mixing communities is not enough because what happens is there's always the crux community like 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 the core community but then there's always a deeper community and so what i'm saying is to say i think maybe we need both because let me say what i say and this goes back to what tony's point i was about to say earlier the the part in which i really started to become angry this week is when i am vocalizing how i feel on my on my social media pages or how I feel. And the same friends and the same co-workers who are white, who usually like other things that I post or usually reshare other things I post, don't post about this. And one of the things that I saw, I'm gonna try to find it, I, I saw, and I hate to be that kind of person, but that's how I am right now. So you're well, why are you finding that? Did you find it? Yeah, your silence um no go ahead go ahead, talk i'm gonna try to so, find it. well i was gonna say about yesterday we had a, a meeting yesterday. go ahead okay i'm sorry there comes a time when silence is betrayal martin luther king jr there comes a time when silence is betrayal white people being silent on this issue my white co-workers being silent issue to, is at the point now where it does come across to me as betrayal and I remember I ended up calling a coworker, a black coworker, and says, I can't vent this publicly because I don't want to be ostracized, but I'm a little frustrated. I'm a little frustrated at some of my white colleagues who are extremely silent during the, at, this, at, at this point. There's nothing else to talk about. Nothing. Like, you serve black and brown children. There's nothing else to talk about this week besides this. Period. And so... And it, and it, 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 it makes me mad because I, 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 I always step back because when I say it, it's, it's expected. I'm black. You see what I'm saying? It's, it, it doesn't mean it has no value. When I, I'm black. 
So I'm always like the point where like it's no point of me harping this to my kids. I'm black. I get that. But when you say it, like one of my coworkers, I'm gonna shout him out, Jim Frazier. He's been very vocal about his distaste for this. And I had to say, yo, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you because when you say it, it has more value. It means that we have connected and then you don't just go into to go to John how to connect. We have connected as coworkers, as colleagues. You connected with, with other black people where you don't then go to your into your crux white community and just stay silent. Now it's like like John said, I'm white, but I love black people. I love the other culture. And you can't talk about those people around me anymore because you see how I've embraced them. And so the community works, yes, but it can't be like we got this large circle, but then there's a small circle that the other circle doesn't really engage with. And that's my only fear, John, about just mixing. It's, it, you got to be more than just mix. Like I live, like, like I live, like in an area that can be that is pretty diverse, right? Pretty diverse. I'm running the other day, and I'm still like I'm jogging, and I'm like. Damn, I might I could be a mod right now. Like, you know, I'm running past these neighbors, like these houses down the street. And that's not and I'm never like that, but I was literally jogging by myself. And I'm like, yo, what if this white person is like, yo, there's a black guy jogging? Because everybody doesn't see, like, we don't see each other all the time. Like, you know, so yeah. I live up this on this house, and they live all the way down there. And so I'm running the entire complex trying to learn, trying to burn this fat. So I'm now seeing people who I've never met before. And, and I'm dressed kind of like hoodies, sweatpants, like, you know, et cetera. And they might be like, well, I don't, he doesn't live here. So they could literally carry me in a heartbeat. Like, you know, it's just like mixing is, is, I just think sometimes it's not enough. I think we need a combination of the two. John, I think we need to mix communities, but we still got to put people in power. I think we need all of it. We, it, it I'm, I'm saying be. I'm saying it's a byproduct of it. I I, I don't. Yeah. I, I want to make sure Tony. I want to make sure Tony speaks to to because I know he was about to say something. But real quick, all I want to say was it's a byproduct of it. So when I say Got community, it. it's not like it's not like either or like what you're saying or 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 like oh but yeah. oh, it's more like yo because I'm in community with this person, I know this person is good at this black or white or Hispanic or whatever. He's good at this. I don't care yeah. about color. There's just in my community, in my sphere of influence. I'm bringing them up. Where with me, I just use black and white because we're talking about black and white. But I'm saying yeah. when you have when you have community, you use who you know. So if they're in your community, in your circle of, of people, and they're white, whatever ethnicity or whatever you know color, that you know, it doesn't matter. You're bringing them with you when you go, and if you're bringing them with you when you go, it, it kind of it helps to like shape how you make decisions because you 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 make your decisions based off of your community. And, and your yeah. understanding of that community. Like I make my a lot of my decisions off of being black and have a lot of black friends. Yeah. Fortunately or unfortunately, right? So, like a lot of my my a lot of my black friends, not unlike you guys, but they don't they're not we don't talk about stocks, bonds, mutual funds, investments. We don't talk about that type of stuff. Not to go down that way, but we don't. So it's to my detriment to some degree that I have only a black friends because some of the black most black friends don't talk about it. If I yeah. had more diversity within my sphere of influence, then I would have more of input from maybe other things. Not not to say that black people don't know about investing, but I'm just saying a lot of my friends don't know about it or don't talk about it or don't speak to it, right? Yeah. So I, I just wanted to say that real quick because I, I, got you. I, I feel like when you when you go and get exposed to that and say, okay, well, I'm gonna make these white friends my liaisons, and they they're gonna they they will be more willing to speak 
from a genuine space. Like the idea of putting a black person or 10 black people in those spaces and hoping that they would all fight for the black community is just not realistic. Yeah, because we not. put Obama in office. He didn't fight, he didn't fight for black people and he was black. A lot of a lot of, most times, honestly, he really didn't do much for black people at all. A lot of people felt that way. And he was a black man. So I'm like, if Obama get in the office and we thought, oh, this is what all this is what we've been hoping for, this is what we needed. Some finally somebody for us. He gets up there and he don't, no shade to him. I thought he was one of the best presidents and I will not ever speak bad of him while Trump is president. But I'm just saying, we thought, he, you know, he's this amazing thing. And as far as the black community is concerned, he didn't do, he didn't do nothing for the black but community. But also in, in the policing atmosphere, chief of police, let's say a community has a chief of police that's black. You have that across the United States. These communities still don't feel safe with even having a black person in that role. Speaking kind of to what John is saying, so, yeah, you can put these people in power, but you have to have the right people that's going to fight for this. And also, whenever a police officer fires a gun, they, that's investigated. So, but With that being said, that's what I said. It's more than just... That's what I just want to clarify my point. It has to be more than just a position of power. It needs to be... It has to be an influx of minorities and positions across the board because you could have black police officers you can have a person who fires a gun but if the person who who reviews it like you're saying is racist like but, that, that that's why it's so important for biden to, for biden to say i i'm going to i need to pick a supreme court justice that is going to be this particular race is this because the highest one of the powerful positions you can have is supreme court Judge. Unless they are the right person, all it's going to show is, oh, there's a black person there. That is it. Can't, that it, is it. It. I, it can't just be that. So I agree and with that. And you can have a secretary, but if somebody above her in any position is still a white man and she speaks up, guess who goes bye bye? Mm -hmm. Her. White and the other black white, white person. I got you. It, it don't matter. Because they all, I think they all have a, an ounce of it in them. Yeah, I'm, I actually agree with a lot of what's been saying. I mean, like the bottom line is, we, you know, we need a, it's a multi-layered thing. I don't want to say I don't want to censor it about, oh, right. this is the answer. But I will say what I feel like it is like it's all of it. And it's like community community to me is it for me. I feel like when we start addressing community, because if you, if you think about it, everything that we have in this life has been based off of segregation. Everything. Such as the churches where like our shop, like I have a shoppers, I have a Safeway near me. Some people have Whole Foods and 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 higher Dean and DeLuca, like better shops, right? And those better shops are in those whiter neighborhoods. Those yep. better stores, I have to travel 30, 45 minutes to go to a a, a highly, you know, you know, better environment. A yeah, a Wegmans. Like, just, uh, just say Wegmans, yeah. Yeah, I mean, any anything that has quality behind it, because I know for sure shoppers doesn't. Safeway doesn't. They have made it segregate about segregation. You live in this social, you have this uh, ec economic stance or this economic uh, whatever coming in, like mon monetarily, and you don't have 500,000 com coming in, and you can't be in this area. You can't live here. And if you don't live here, you don't have these benefits. And, these, and then if you don't live in there, you don't get to meet those people and have those relationships or talk to your neighbor. Like, it's just, it literally has been based on segregation. Even, like I said, like I'm saying, down to even churches. So, like, even with churches, like, churches have kept themselves separate. And that's, that, for, for me, as a black man that plays for churches, or has paid, paid I've been a black token worship leader or uh, piano player in white spaces, 
what what gets me pissed is when I see white white churches leaders and white church leaders don't speak out for the black community. Like yeah. you want me to you want to leverage me to play for your church because you know we are generally speaking we have coloring and flavor and whatever that you that you might like for your particular worship service. But when it comes time to stand up for me, when I need you to speak out for me, you're silent and you're the church. So for me, it's like I I have a I have a deep invested issue with that as well. But I think that's that's why I said to me that's why I said that's why I want you. I think you did clarify clarify what you mean by just community. Like I thought when you first said, I thought you were saying just let's start mixing. I said it's got to get deeper. Like you're talking about you're really talking about relationships. Yeah, I'm talking about deep abiding relationships. So like a case in point, I care nothing about homosexuality until I started having homosexual homosexual friends. Like, yeah. I care nothing about the fight that they had. Nothing, and I'm not saying I'm now pro-fight, whatever, for them or whatever. But, like, I'm saying it wasn't even on my radar. I care nothing about the Me Too movement until I had people that had to deal, had dealt with Me Too issues. And then now it's on my radar. So I'm like, yeah, when I it got exposed to it, then I started to care about it. But I'm saying white people can't care about something they're not exposed to. They're not exposed I, to black people. And that's, and that's my point. That goes back to, like, what I was just telling somebody else about that, about, you know, why... Oh, one of my friends is a is a police officer, and, and him and I were talking, and I was just like, you know, uh, it's very difficult to get black police officers. It's very difficult to, to get black um, teachers, and those like like there, there was a whole big thing about raise your hand to, if if you never had a black. Which was the first grade you ever had a black yeah. teacher in? Like, you know, like that whole thing. And I said to serve their community, and I said it's very difficult. And I said the police officer teachers has his own difficulty, and I've talked about that before. But police officers have it's another kind of difficulty too. So you want black people to sign up and to serve in their community. Number one, the job doesn't pay well. Let's be very clear. Being a police officer does not does not pay well. Number two, it is ostracized even from black people. Like you're no longer black, you're now blue. You ain't one of us. Like you know, that's that's the common thing. When you become a police officer, you're not one of us anymore. Yeah. So we grew up in, in, in we, we we boys we boys we boys cool cool. But now you're a police officer. Nah, dude, you you one of them now. You yeah, a snitch. Yeah. You that's that thing, right? There's that aspect of it. Um. Then there is the constant like you know, I gotta watch what I do. I gotta watch what I say now. I'm be. I got a body cam. Is this so much going on to where there are now other pathways to being successful that I as a black person can do? And being a police officer is the last thing that's on my mind. I don't even want to do it. And my boy, he was like, yo, don't know about these like, people are leaving. Let me be very clear. Not only are they not hiring blacks, black police officers are leaving. Wow. <laughs> like, we out. Like, so it, it's just like, it's one of those things where, like, I agree, John. It's just like, um, it, and so what happens is, that's what he said. What happens is you get this white guy who, this white man, who, to be honest, he doesn't really need the money that much. Like, like, like he got, he has other sources of income possibly speaking from other places and maybe he just wanted to be a cop and he he who does not understand the black experience who does not understand the difficulty this guy is walking in the street with his boys listening to music or bobbing his head or whatever with his pants sagging it does not mean he's about to go rob something but if he's never experienced it, he's never seen it now he's interacting with them for the first time and he's already on edge those are the ones who end up serving our community right yeah um like i was gonna say earlier it's it's tough out here, like straight up. Um, working where I work, I mean, T, you're in education. Um, John, you're an entrepreneur. I don't know who you come in contact with. But like the statement I read earlier, you know, 
queer, you know, white people, your black colleagues are not okay. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of stuff that we have to keep quiet about, the amount of stuff that we have to just suck up and act like nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a comp, uh, a meeting yesterday, something about some dealing with work, and my director makes mention of the um, the flood situation, mm-hmm. and. You know, she said, I know it's a lot going on and some people may be affected by it and here's a resource for you to call. And I was like, okay, you're doing the political correct thing, right? But if he never made the news, would you have still addressed the Amy Cooper situation? Mm. Would you have addressed any of the other things that are going on right now? Would Mm. you have addressed the white guy that lost his lease because he, you know, he came at the three black guys who actually had all right to be where they are. Like, where are you going to address that? And then throughout the meeting, you want to stop and you want to ask, you know, does anybody have anything good going on? Are you guys anything fun planned for the weekend? How are you guys? And you want to chuckle and you want to giggle. And it's like, it felt like a smack in the face because it's like, it's a, it's an outright disregard for the, the, the impact that this is having on your minority employees like none of us are okay nobody is speaking you're asking for anything fun nobody is speaking because there is nothing good to talk about right now people are angry i'm tired of taking the shit from y'all like tell y'all stupid ass questions like if i had a chance i would fire most of you all because you're not good at your jobs like it is not it this is it's it's the injustice yeah it's the system. So I, I had a question for you while you talking about you talking. And this, mm-hmm. well, let, I, I want to play this first, and, then, and I'm going to send John a clip, but I just want to play it, because I don't know if you all have seen it, seen this before, but you probably can hear it. Every white person in this room. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. To be treated as this society in general treats our citizens, our black citizens. If you, as a white person, would be happy to receive the same treatment that our black citizens do in this society, please stand. You didn't understand the directions. If you white folks want to be treated the way blacks are in this society, stand. Nobody's standing here. That says very plainly that you know what's happening. You know you don't want it for you. I want to know why you're so willing to accept it or to allow it to happen for others. And so, wow. I forgot her name. Actually, never, yeah, she did a, an experiment years ago in her class. Years ago, yeah, I, I, yeah. And we've done that. We've done that at, at my at my district. And I will give shout out my district, Baltimore County Public Schools. I, out of all the trainings and the things they've used to waste my time, the equity changes I've said it before are are phenomenal, like really phenomenal. And so we've done experiments like this, and 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 I love the fact that when we do it the room is filled with tears like and there are so many that's why that's why I, I'm, I'm i'm harping on why i harped earlier john there were so many white people in there and and, and i've done a, all these like a lot of them and they just they never they did not understand that their actions were racist now they didn't do what the other lady did don't get me wrong they, they didn't go as far as she did but it was very it, that's when it, I, I, something clicked in my mind that going to these trainers was like there are groups of people who do not really understand white privilege. They don't get it. You know, they think as long as I'm not out here, you know, t- saying the N word and denying you of your rights, like, you know, 
that I can't be doing things that are racist. And guess what? You you are, yeah. and you have thoughts. And so I I love that because one of the things that it presented was the idea of the one thing that I've been doing this year, the past two years, almost three years, is even with my students, with my and I'm doing this across the board. We don't like to isolate race. We try to say things as and I said it earlier. Let's take race out of the equation. You cannot take race out of the equation. It is impossible. You cannot, even as a black person, I can't take, like I'm thinking about what Tony said. And I may disagree with Tony, but my experience is not Tony's. And Tony was like, I think they all have a sprinkle of racism in it. I think the way I view it is we all have things that we've now view about the other race. And when you walk into a room, you don't walk in, I don't walk in as just a black assistant principal. I walk in immediately as a black assistant principal. And no matter how many times I want to get, get past it or don't see me as that, you can't. And so what my training was taught me taught me to do or the people who run it are saying, we need as a society to start to, to start isolating that race. Bring it to the forefront. Talk about our differences. Bring it out there. As a black person, this is how I feel. As a white person, this is how I feel. As a black man, this is how I feel. As a black Christian, this is how you start talking about your differences because the other community doesn't know. And so like, I'm listening to what that guy, I'm listening to what that guy, like the guy who, um, one, he was a lawyer um, and he, oh, it was the, the mayor, the mayor of Minnesota, the mayor. And I'm listening to, I'm watching his 10 minute speech about, he was one of the first ones to talk about how he wants the guy to be arrested and blah, 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 blah. And I'm listening to say it's different than the guy, than, than Kumo from New York. Because the thing that Kumo from New York does, and I'm not saying I'm an advocate for him, is you hear it in, in his passion how he is always talking about his whiteness. The, that video he posted the other day, like when they like asked him, what do you think about the riots in New York? He said, what do I think about the riots in New York? Are you kidding me? It keeps happening to, the, to to black people. I'm white. I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. It keeps happening to them. He's like, no, I'm with the rioters and walked off. Like hey, who said that, Governor Kumo? <laughs> Governor Kumo and walked off. I'm mm -hmm. like, bro, like I stopped that. Bro, this I'm stuff is like breeding. I said this stuff is breeded. Like as I as I, I'm an adult now, and I think back to my time in elementary school, middle school. My elementary school was white. My parents went there, they had to deal with racism then when they were growing up. Kensington Parkwood Elementary School in Kensington, Maryland. We had one of the only black buses. Our neighborhood was one way in and one way out. Predominantly black. When it was formed, it was a bunch of sheds on dirt. Why are all the black people in slow classes? Why are all the black people in resource. Mm -hmm. Why? So I can't sit and say that they don't know. I can't. I can never say that they don't know. Because as a black person, no one has to tell you what you can't do. But it's whiteness. So that, that she presented the idea of whiteness and, and even as a like whiteness, white privilege is is a a, a offset of what was called the theory of whiteness and even as a black person i can subscribe to a level of whiteness it's kind of what john was saying like a little bit early too like 
even as a black person, I can make it so well that just because I got the position, I now think I'm part of them. So now I'm now I have now now I am I may not be white, but I am now think I'm I have now accepted the privileges of whiteness because I've subscribed to a certain level that the other blacks have not, or other minorities have not, because I'm getting past just blacks. Like the question you asked, Tony, I'll, I asked this. I'll be on a vacation to ask this. Why are all the people serving me minorities? Why is there never anybody serving me that's white? So go 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 to a lot of your restaurants when we get out of COVID. Go on a lot of your trips. Go a lot of like. That's why I say people. People say the impact slavery had no impact. The impact of slavery is monumental. Almost everybody in the service oh, industry is yeah. a is a is a minority. You can ask my wife when we go to a restaurant and it's a white person serving me. It's just I'm like, oh yeah, serve my ass. Yeah, but watch this. You, I have a problem with you not bringing me my water. Serve and, my ass. And then watch this. Nine times out of ten, I'm not. I'm not saying I, I could be wrong here. If I go to a restaurant and a white person is serving me, they're usually some college student just trying to make it. Nope. College. I want an old white person serving me. It's very. It's and rare. I love it. It's rare. But I want to soak it up when I do get it. This and this is I'm talking about. This is going like overseas. And stuff. Like there's they're always a minority. That's how big the impact of colonialism and slavery really was. That we can't, it's not just blacks. Minorities, period, are always crawling. Mm. But going back to what John's point, like that was the initial part of, of least, and I'm not saying that that those trainings, and I like the fact that they're ongoing, but and not just a one-stop shop ongoing. You see people like, the tears mean to me was like because you can't were real. Like I never understood that I I could have been doing things or I had these thoughts or oh, how come I I kicked this student out of class but didn't kick this student out of class. So would you say I this is the last thing I'm saying when it comes to racism and I said this to a a a a, a, a friend the other day who was white who said some things that she didn't perceive as racism. I said when it comes to racism intentions don't matter. If the damage is still done, intentions don't matter. And so, you you have a teacher who, when students are yelling, she sent she sent this student out who was black. But when you know when Scott yelled, she didn't send Scott out. I do not have enough evidence to say that she had race in mind when that happened. What I do have enough evidence to say is she is not in the community of blacks to understand when we that we can sometimes be overpassionate and we can yell. And it does not mean we are a threat to you. And so what I'm saying is to with John's point, or I agree with that point is, she needs more experience dealing with African-Americans and being part of the community. Mm-hmm. And then she will change her, her outset, her how she looks at that. And yeah. what I'm saying to say is we cannot, the same way that we as blacks did not, if you are African-American and you think that we got our rights on our own, you are an idiot. And I cannot have a conversation with you. If you honestly think that we got the right to vote, we got our freedom because we did stuff by ourselves and we as black person, because we marched, it was us, us alone. You are an idiot and I can't talk to you. You, we are not going to win this battle unless there are others in the battle with us. Yeah. Period. I, 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 and so... It's like that's why I love. I, I am going back to John's point. I love this point. The community and getting them in the crux of who I am. I'm not a threat. I don't mean any harm. Have more experience with me. 
work with me, break bread with me, let's go out to eat. Like y'all joke, but like I do have a lot of white friends. At least I, I, I think they think they're friends, you know. They ain't but, friends, they're acquaintances. They'll yeah, find out. They'll find out after they listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but one of the guys that one of my happy hour guys I go happy hour with is is the guy talking Frazier. And so that lets me know he is fully. In, and then case in point, I got a text from a teacher who hasn't worked in my building in three years. He said he hit me up, white guy Terrence. Yo, I, I feel like it, how the kids at the ring when, when this is going on, I, I, like we call it the ring, golden ring. We call it the ring. How are the kids at the ring doing? You know, I, I really wish I could, I could, you know, I could be there. I know I can't do much. I don't, go, I don't work there no more. But my heart going out. I'm just thinking, if you all need anything, yo, I'm like, do you want to say like I didn't even get that from whites in my building? That means nothing like, to me, honestly. Sorry. It, but to, but <laughs> Sorry. to me, Sorry. I got you. But to me, it meant to me, it meant that your interactions with black people, your interactions with my, not just me. But with just minorities has not damaged you. you know you know that we're not all violent we're not all bad we're not all this and i need more of those in the fight and let's get rid of the ones who just oh not try to be part of the community yeah i think i think you made a some good points and i think that even that that person that reached out is some it's a step towards the right direction i mean it's yeah. not the whole it's not the whole you know victory yeah. it's a step towards the right direction i think that we um also as black people have to say you know what let's us assist in breaking the racial divide let us initiate those conversations with white people and be, like bring them into our community if we want to see this see here's the thing if we want to see this be something that's 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 done in the next 10 years it's going to require some some level of uh honing in on the goal together as a community and saying you know what it's not going to be the fires it's not going to be the looting. It's not going to be the shooting of the officers. That's not going to be what's going to be substantive change. Substantive change will happen, in my opinion, when we start to say, hey, white person, hey, Hispanic person, hey, whatever race you are, this is who I am. This is how I act. This is how I react. You know, I'm normal. I, I may be different than what you're used to, but this is who I am. And when we start to let those guards down, because really a lot of this is happening because people don't know each other. And so there, yeah. there are a lot of assumptions that are being made in arrests. There are a lot of assumptions that are being made even as far as like police departments. They're like, oh, you're more likely to commit a crime than a white person. Like they, they have the statistic, statistical information and they, they make those projections off of that information. So a lot of that stuff is deeply rooted and re, I guess like re-rooted re when they start to see information and statistics and they see the people doing the crime daily in action. So they think everybody black is bad. They paint broad strokes. And I think what we want to do to dismantle that type of thinking is, hey, let's talk without the guns, without the this, without the that. And let's, like you said, Terrence, break bread together. Hey, neighbor, how you doing? Here's a, here's a cake. Here's a pie I made for you. Like, I'm a nice person. This is who I am. Not, and not, I'm not putting on for you. I'm just literally showing you who I really am mm -hmm. so that we can start to dismantle the assumptions of what you think I am, the threat that you already think I am before you have ever spoken to me. We have to do unusual, unusual things to um, unravel this thing of this culture that has become what it is today. We, we, black people on this call, people that are probably listening to this podcast, whatever, we have to be the ones to do some unusual things to get some unusual results. We can't keep saying, you know, oh, I can't believe this happened again. We've done nothing. What do you think is going to happen if you don't do anything? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to do what it's been waiting. doing. I'm waiting. There's gonna, you, you know there's going to be another one in, in a weeks, in a couple of months. Not even weeks, days. Because, because the issue is we, we just are doing just what you just said. We're waiting. We're not actively on the offense. We're really just waiting. 
So I'm just saying, if we really want, if we really want what we say we want, which is black people and those higher ups, like you said, and 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 individuals that are like, yo, I can associate with this black person. I think they're cool, and like, I love what you said about even teachers. Teachers learning the temperament of a black person versus the temperament of a white person. Mm -hmm. They're not the same. You gotta learn these individuals because I might passionately be speaking, and you're thinking I'm getting upset and rallying my voice, and you're scared, and I'm like, I'm just talking. Mm -hmm. You have, but you have to get used to that and be in that environment. You can't go from your white suburban area, drive to this black area and teach me and think you could teach me the same way you were a white kid mm -hmm. when you don't have no understanding of what that black demographic looks like, smells like, and is like in those spaces. You got to understand the culture. Understanding the culture allows for those barriers to be broken. Uh, we understand. And what's funny about it, we joke, black people joke, but black people understand the culture. And, and what's funny about a lot of this is white people could stand to learn a lot from blacks. We will sit in this space and talk talk black and all get on calls next week and talk white in some spaces, mm -hmm. certain times. You know what and and cold switch like a month. I mean, maybe, maybe you know, some of us don't do it, but most of us do because we understand we got to try to make this money. But when we go back to our, on a Friday, Saturday night, we're going to hang out with our, our black people and have I'm a good time. I'm going back to the video, John, like the video of, of, of uh, Daniel, right? And I and, and I'm looking at that the, the 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 black lady who was running the meeting. I'm thinking what you're saying, and she 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 might she might come off as as a black talk a white talking black lady, but deep down inside, she probably coast but she, She's like, "What are you doing, Daniel? Daniel, no, Daniel." Hey, yeah. Oh no, no, no! But then when she got up that joint, girl, right, let right. Me tell you what happened with this food? Like you know, so I'm just saying we understand the culture and we understand those environments, and I think it's important for us to like really, really, if you want to see substantive change, we gotta do. We we have to be the change. We have to initiate at least the change. We can't keep looking for them to just change on their own. And I I know for me, I have more of a reason to do it when I look at my daughter, when I look at my my legacy, if you will. I got more of a reason to say, man, I got to get out here and start showing that this person with this nappy black hair and this dark skin is still a good person. It's still a good person. And it does. And although I may not look like what you think is a good person should look like, I may not have a button down on. I may not have a polo shirt on. I might not have Oxford's on or khakis or whatever. But even without those things, the person is still a good person. And we have to get to that space. And that, that to me is like we that means we got to get un get uncomfortable and we have to have some difficult conversations with maybe some white people. And it helped, like you said, explain, yo, that's racist. That's the part of that. That's racist. I'm not yeah, mad. Yeah. And look, and look, I'm not mad that you're racist. I'm not mad that you don't even know that that's a racist thing for you. We have to we have to like not be so um, um sensitive. And like, that's what you were saying. That culture. happens by talking. That happens by by isolating the race more, and right. we we built on just not doing it at all. When right. we just start doing it more, like yo, this is what, and that's why I do it. And people think I've been doing it a lot, but breaking like I have a group of close friends, like you know, we on Snap, Instagram, but like white people, we talk about race all the time. And it, it it if someone was to see that, they would probably say there's a lot of racism going on. But no, we're just talking about how my culture would look at this. How my culture would look at this, and without saying it, be like we just like it'll be like white, like and then they'll be like they're white, and they'd be like, look, look at these white people, and it's funny how they, it says, and I'm like, then I might find a joke, look, black people, or something might happen, something like a news report, well, and we'd be like, you know that, you know, well, you know he ain't white, <laughs> like it's just because we're now talking about it without you, making you it. Just, you dismantled certain, like, yeah, like, 
like maybe Tony and I listening to you, like, man, we ain't never gonna do that. You're like, nope. that's not our energy because we haven't that that we haven't delved, dove in those areas. Like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I think that it, it's, it's something to say that it could be that way if we were to start dismantling some of the things, but we cannot be like what I already said, we can't be so sensitive that we can't just call somebody else out and be like, yo, that's a racist statement. That's a racist comment. For you to hold your purse when you walk by me, that's racist. Like you think I'm going to, as a black person, rob you. Like these mm -hmm. are just deeply like um, undercurrent, deep undercurrents of who you know, who you are that you never looked at. But, but the only way you'll know is if we expose you to who you are. Until we put a mirror, until we, black people, Tony, Terrence, John, put a mirror up and say, this is who you really are. You don't know that yet, but now I'm going to tell you who you really are. And you now you that you know, now you can now we can make decisions now that you know. But if you don't know, and you haven't had those conversations, then I can't really get mad at you because you've just been in your white suburban area. And better yet, that's why I do it, Tony, because Tony and, and John, because then I also can see now I told this person about that and I let them know how that's received. And you've made no changes. Yeah. Cool. Now, I, you, now, now I know who now you, you are. Now yeah. you know. Now you know. You know. I, I honestly look, guys. I, I did not. I, you guys both know. I was not looking forward to this conversation at all, at all. But I can say, coming out of this, I even have action items of like, man, I need to do this. Mm -hmm. Like, I need to see how the because I because there are another. There's another group, another generation that's depending on what we say and do. To determine what their lives are going to be like, well, will they be quickly shot and arrested, or will they have a fighting chance because of the, the relationships that we make right now, right here and now in our communities? This is this is stuff for us, and I, I appreciate this conversation more than ever because I was like, man, I, I didn't going into it, I'm like, man, we're gonna talk about this. This guy had been killed, he black, and yeah, it kind of started like that, but then it's in, it's kind of like forming into this is what we can do that it's not, yeah, it's not violent. No, we're not gonna fight like. Uh, catch buildings on fire and we're not going to shoot up police officers we're going to dismantle this with relationship and love that's it and and, and i know it's crazy it's like really that's what you're going to yes relationship community and love that's how we're going to get past this and i think that it may seem weak it may seem like oh not really john this week. yeah that's really what i think that's going to be uh the, the the way this is going to evolve and it's something that's going to be beautiful for the uh our legacy truthfully so, um, I mean, go ahead. T uh, before we wrap up, I mean, yeah. just I ain't there. I'm just say that. Yeah, uh, I, I, I I ain't got nothing to give to them. None. Yeah, and so I, mean, I, I, I do have some coworkers that I may laugh with, mm -hmm. but I ain't got nothing to give. And that's cool. And that's where you are. And and, and like yeah. I feel like even though I I I'm not like that. I'm like that. The part of my growth is saying I have not been part of your experience. And because I'm not part of your experience, I can't tell you how to hurt. I can't tell you how to feel. I can't tell you how to cope. I can't do any of those things. And the other thing is I also understand. I understand. Like, I, I wouldn't be out there riding and stealing and blowing things up. And I, I wouldn't. But you know what? I'm like Chris Rock. I'm not saying I did it. But I understand. Like, <laughs> right. I, I understand. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And so. Yeah. And you don't. And I agree with T. You don't got to be there. Like, I, I don't think everybody. Yeah. Here's my thing. You don't gotta be there, but you don't gotta stop it from becoming what it could be either. You right, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And I think that we gotta let it be what it could be. Like we gotta try to see, like, man, what could this? We gotta seriously, very seriously, reimagine what this world could be like if people actually started to get to know each other for once. What this world could be like if we didn't have bias before we see each other. 
You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. It's like, I'm not saying you go out there to like get out your, go leave your house right now and be like, hey, white man, let's sit down and have a coffee together. <laughs> like, nah, yeah. that, may not be, that may not be your reality. Um, but as far as everything else is concerned, you know, I think it's important for us to be like, you know what, man? I may not be there yet, but I'm not fighting people that are going to be there yet. And, and I will be open to, if it happens to come across my table one day, if a white person says, hey, is this racist? Not being afraid to say, man, if it is, yes, it is. I know you're not. I'm saying. No, no, I, I know there's some people that are, but yeah, get you better get out of my face. Right, right, right. <laughs> Tony, uh, you might want to go ahead and go to LA or something and go march. <laughs> you, you, like, you ready to go, brother. Uh, but no, this is a great conversation. I really appreciate yeah. us having it, man. It was good stuff. You guys already know what we do at the end of every episode. Um, we always do our real talk wrap up with Terrence. So, you know, this is what we're going to do right now. Terrence, hit the real talk wrap up. Perfect. What's up? So, there was a popular phrase by JC that said, Numbers don't lie, check the scoreboard. For my brethren who don't understand the culture, Jay Z is simply saying that we are in a database driven society and you can't argue against the numbers. Or can you? You see, data without context, data without context, um, and data that's incorrectly used, in fact, does tell a lie. For the past week, I've been seeing folk, white and even blacks, tote the fact that more unarmed whites in America are killed than blacks. Again, they have been saying that there are more whites killed by police officers than blacks. That's actually a true statement. According to the Washington Post, since January 1st, 2015, 4,728 people have died in police shootings in America. And around half, 2,385, are actually white. While 1,000, only 1,252 are black, 877 were Hispanic, and 214 were from other racial groups. Now, I'm no math expert, you know, but the number of whites killed by police officers is almost double the amount of blacks. Here's the thing, you Karens, you Bobby Joes and Uncle Toms of the world. That statement is extremely misleading. As a share of the population, black Americans account for less than 13% of the U.S. population. But at the rate in which they are shot and killed by police is more than twice as high as the rate for white Americans. So in other words, there are 30 deaths of black citizens for every 1 million blacks in America, while only 12 deaths for every white citizen in America. That means we as blacks are three times likely to be killed, almost three times likely to be killed, even though we only make up 13% of the population. So once again, numbers don't lie. Check the scoreboard. Again, we are three times likely to be killed. That is more correct data, right? So what are we supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? We are systematically being hunted. Seriously, numbers don't like checking the scoreboard. What should I do then? I can't kneel at a damn football game, hashtag Colin Kaepernick. I can't go burden, hashtag Christian Cooper. I can't relax in the comfort of my own home, hashtag both them Sean and, and, and Atiana Jefferson. I can't ask for help after being in a car crash, hashtag Jonathan Varel, hashtag Renisha McBride. I can't have a cell phone, hashtag Stephen Clark. I can't leave a party to, to get safety, hashtag Jordan Edwards. I can't play loud music, hashtag Jordan Davis. I can't sell C CDs, hashtag Alton Sterling. I can't sleep, 
Hashtag Iona Jones. I can't walk from the corner store. Hashtag Mike Brown. I can't play cops and robbers. Hashtag Tamir Rice. I can't go to church. Hashtag Charlton Nine. I can't walk home with Skittles. Hashtag Craven Martin. I can't hold a brush while leaving my own bachelor party. Hashtag Sean Bell. I can't party on New Year's. Hashtag Oscar Grant. I can't get a normal traffic ticket. Hashtag Sandra Bland. Can't, I can't lawfully carry a weapon. Hashtag Philando Castile. I can't break down on a public road with car problems. Hashtag Corey Jones. I can't be a 10-year-old walking, walking with our grandfather. Hashtag Clifford Glover. I can't take out my wallet. Hashtag Amad Diallo. I can't run. Hashtag Walter Scott. I can't jog. Hashtag Ahmed Aubrey. I can't breathe. Hashtag Eric Gardner. I can't live. Hashtag Freddie Gray. And obviously, I can't be arrested without fear of being murdered. Hashtag George Floyd. So what do I do? I honestly don't have to answer people. We talked about a few today, but those are the numbers. And I skipped some. I'm hashtagged out. And, and again, I skipped some. So those are the numbers. And I'm getting tired AF of checking the scoreboard. If this is how the game is going to be continue to be played, then no mas. Take me out the game, coach. I simply don't want to play no more. Cash me out. I give up. After all, it's hard for us Saints to even make it to the Super Bowl if the very people we charge with player safety and enforcing the rules don't throw the flag even when the foul is caught dead on camera. Hopefully, you caught my analogy. Let me say this, man. That was a really good Real Talk wrap-up. Um, it was. Gee, just given that whole layout of everything that uh, has happened in our community, and it's, it's when, you, when you put it all in a list like that, you, there really isn't anything we can't we can do to feel safe, honestly. But um, I appreciate you uh, talking about it from a real space, man. Yeah, uh, man. This was a good episode, guys. A great episode. Not a good episode. It was an awesome episode. We do it some was. amazing things here on the real um, Relentlessly Real podcast, man. We talk about some really uh, real stuff, and I appreciate my brothers uh, always holding it down, having a great conversation and content. Um, and this is obviously a, a, a difficult period of time for all of us um, where we have to deal with so much loss and tr still try to act like everything, like, um, excuse me, like uh, Antonio was saying, um, everything was okay. Uh, everything's not okay. We are not okay. Check on, like uh, like one of y'all said, check on your uh, black coworkers, man. We are not okay. We are acting like we're okay because we're strong. We're acting like we're okay because we we know we've been here before. We've been here before very recently. We've been here before. All, mm -hmm. We always here. We actually kind of live here. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, and, and for that reality to be the case, man, we we are going to get through this. Um, I want to encourage everybody, man. We are going to get through this. Let's do this with uh, community, with love, with connection. Um, let's let's talk this thing out together, man. Let, let, let's let not fester. Let's not get too upset and go off and the deep end. We're going through a pandemic and going through a crisis like this. It's too many things at one time, man. So you always have a friend in us. Thanks for listening to our podcast and following us on uh, Facebook and on Instagram. Uh, obviously, we're on YouTube as well. And if you want to follow us on Facebook and Instagram, you can follow us at Relentlessly Real Podcast. Again, that's Relentlessly Real podcast if you want to submit topics to us guys you can just send us an email at relentlessly real podcast at gmail.com again that's relentlessly real podcast at gmail.com uh my name is john i'm antonio and as always i am terrence still terrence man thank you guys for listening talk to y'all soon
peace.